Welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number 138. What is going on? I am Matt O'Leary hanging out with you. We are going to talk about if expectations have changed after an upset win over the Miami Dolphins and... uh, Obviously, we're going to go through your voicemails, but before that, a word from our sponsor. It's time for Fresh Ball Fall. It's the season of pumpkin spice and making sure that your crotch looks nice. That means sipping cider in a fall breeze and using Manscaped products to to trim your balls with ease. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, a company here to make sure that your foliage isn't the only thing shedding its excess leaves. Heck, even Mother Nature knows it's time to lose the excess clutter for fall. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with my code JETS20. That is J-E-T-S-2-0 for 20% off and free shipping. Get yourself something nice. So the New York Jets are coming off a 40-17 to win over the Miami Dolphins. Yes. It's been a blast since uh, we had our victory Monday, and uh, now we're recording this on Tuesday and getting, you know, it's starting to transition into the Packers game, which should be a good one. And this Packers team is reeling right now, which kind of gets into the conversation of does the season expectations change now? Do they change? The Jets are sitting at three and two, a surprise for a lot of people. And now, Things look a little bit different. I will say this. Before the year started, my record prediction was eight and nine. And I had the Jets at three and two with wins over the Browns, Steelers, and Dolphins, which so far from my preseason predictions, five for five right now. We're rolling in hot for where I thought this team would be, you know, before the year started. I will say, though, that this next stretch of games was a completely different mindset before the season started versus now. Big difference, right? They have the Green Bay Packers on the road in Green Bay. Then you have the Denver Broncos on the road. And then it's home against the New England Patriots. Those three games. Now, normally, you would think, like, okay, let's say uh, no context of this year, just in general. Jets haven't beaten the Patriots since 2015. Divisional opponent. They just got their first division win since 2019. This past week, Jets haven't beaten New England since 2015. So historically, not great. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, they're in the playoffs every year. On the road in Lambeau, tough. Denver, the Jets never play well in Denver. They got their doors blown off by a terrible Denver team last year. So most people myself included before this the season started looked at this stretch and said this is very diff- this is a tough stretch of games right there you know those are three teams well two of those three teams were in the playoffs last year the broncos before the year started looked at as contenders with russell wilson the packers a, a top team in the nfc and patriots their roster took a step back but it, it's the patriots you you look at that Three stretch of games and you go, okay, that that that's tough. And then, you know, but maybe after the bye week, things ease, ease, uh, ease up a little bit. Well, not anymore. 
this three three game stretch right here for the New York Jets is huge. And I'm amped up that we got to talk about something that actually matters in October. It's not, oh my God, we're checking Tankathon there at pick number three. And if they start losing or if this team wins and they move up and now they're pick number two, no more of that BS, right? That sucked. I hated doing that. Now we get to talk about, well, what if the Jets win two of their next three? Because if they do that, then you're going into the bye week at five and four in a conference that's pretty wide open, which the AFC looked stacked before the year started. Stacked. Every team in the AFC West looked like they were going to be contending. The AFC North looked like they were going to be strong. But not that, that hasn't really been the case. Let's look at the Packers game, this upcoming game. And sure, we'll break it down more on Thursday. We'll get really in-depth with this one as we, you know, we normally do in these breakdowns. But this Packers team is struggling right now. They just lost a game to the New York Giants in London. A home game for them, technically. But still, nonetheless, they lost to a Giants team who... The Giants are 4-1, and one, but this is a game... They were heavy favorites. It looked like, okay, this is a game where they're just going to come out and be a downright dominant force, and they lost 27-22. to 22. They needed overtime the week prior to go up against uh, the New England Patriots and, be, and beat the Patriots, uh, who was on their third quarterback. And they allowed 24 points last uh, two weeks ago to Billy Zappi, right? And then this past week, Daniel Jones and the Giants, they hang 27 on him. Jets offense is coming off a 40-point performance. Let's see. Is this is this real? Is this type of offensive production real? Because if so, you could go punch for punch, theoretically, with Green Bay. It's asking a lot. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it's chalk. Obviously, they're going to do it. No, no, it is a big ask. But that'll show you how serious this Jets team is. If they're going to go back to being a pushover team and just they are what they are and not you know not well coached or too many mistakes or young players doing stupid things or penalties, then they probably won't be competitive. But with how this team has looked the last few weeks, they look a lot more competitive. I know the the the, uh, the I almost said the Packers. That's who they're playing this week. The Pittsburgh Steelers don't look any good this year. But going on the road in Pittsburgh, winning a game, 10-point comeback in the fourth quarter from your young quarterback, that doesn't look like something very Jets. Dropping a 40 spot on a divisional opponent where your young quarterback plays turnover-free football, has 210 yards on just 21 passing attempts, so a a 10 yards per attempt. Your second-round rookie running back going for 200 all-purpose yards in his fifth-ever game. Does that sound very Jets-like? No. I'll give you a hint. No, it doesn't. But okay, maybe they, maybe that Green Bay game's not the one that you win. Okay. How about Denver? They stink. Nathaniel Hackett makes Adam Gase look like Vince freaking Lombardi. Nathaniel Hackett is awful. And talk about, like, there's so many parallels where this guy has success with a Hall of Fame quarterback and then is gifted a head coaching job. Broncos are 2-3. and three, And a very unimpressive 2-3. and three. 
They have put up this year. Ready for this? 16, 16, 11. Offensive explosion for 23 points in week four. And then nine points in an overtime loss. At home to the Colts. Are you serious? If that, like... That, that, that's not a game where it's like, oh, you know, yeah, maybe the Jets go in there and win. No, at, the, at this point, with how they've been playing and how they've looked, you have to beat Denver. I know it's a road game. I know you're going to the West Coast, something the Jets never do, you know, changing time zones. It'll be a later game. They, they seem to never play good in situations like that. Want to show it's different? Want to say, hey, let's, you know, take the receipts, that whole gimmick. This isn't the same old Jets. That's a win. You have to win that game. Denver stinks. Russell Wilson's been atrocious. I just went through it. They have an offensive-minded head coach, and they scored 16, 16, 11, 23, and nine points with Russell Wilson, uh, Javante Williams for the first couple weeks of the year, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Like, this is a team. They have weapons. They shouldn't be that bad offensively, but they are. And their defense led up 32 points to the Raiders. But, you know, other than that, they've been... They've been pretty good defensively outside of that game. 17, 9, 10, 12 points. But that's one you got to win. And then can you finally show that you can compete with the New England Patriots? Who they came up, they're coming off a win over Detroit, who they don't look very well coached. New England's two and three. They put up 29, they won 29 nothing. But this is a this is a home game for the Jets in week eight. That's one, that's one that you gotta figure out a way to get. And the Bills game's obviously kind of tough after that, before the bye. Sorry, but we, we don't even have to worry about that one. We won't even talk about that one yet. Let's just do the three games before the bye week. Can you go into that game against the Buffalo Bills at five and three? Because Buffalo, I I don't think that's very fair. Like, I I don't think it's a fair ask to say you got to beat Buffalo. You're probably getting swept by Buffalo. But if you can go into that bye week at five and four, that changes a lot. That really changes a lot. Then you come out of the bye and you're playing teams like, I'll run through. How many teams on this list scare you? Patriots, Bears, Vikings, Bills, obviously. Lions, Jaguars, Seahawks, Dolphins. Who knows? Maybe that game in week 18, January 8th, maybe that's a game where you're fighting for a wild card spot with the Miami Dolphins. That's how expectations could change if you do your job and win two out of the next three. That would be tremendous. Now, if you lose two or three, then you are sitting at four and five. No, four and four, I guess. Sorry, not a math guy. Never claimed to be. Going into uh, the Buffalo game and probably going to be four and five after that Buffalo game, which, yeah, you could still turn you know your season around and have a little bit of success after the bye, but can you imagine going into the bye week and going into November with a winning record? That's on the table and not that crazy for the Jets. So, 
yeah, I think expectations do change a little bit. And that's awesome. And that's something fun that we can talk about this week because in year, like I said, in years gone by, it's ah, we're we're checking tankathon, we're doing mock drafts and seeing, you know, which, which pass rusher, which quarterback are we looking at? Mm, nope, 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 nope. It's October, and it's let's see this big three game stretch, and this will prove what this team is. If they're going to be a pushover team, or if they could be, who knows? Maybe a team that's contending for a wild card spot, which would be huge. Let's get into the mojo segment of the week. We are talking about today, Brees Hall, whose stock went up after a big time performance, 200 all purpose yards against the Miami Dolphins. He is up 8.79% this week. $11.63 is what he is trading at today. And I think he continues to go up. Personally, that would be my guess is what I think is going to happen with him because week over week, he just continues to get better. He is getting more and more touches. Uh, It was 17 rushes two weeks ago. It was 18 rushes this past week. And oh, by the way, he added 100 receiving yards on top of that. He had a touchdown, probably should have been three touchdowns in the game. So I am all aboard the Brees Hall train, and I think you should be too. Link to sign up for Mojo is down below in the description. With that, let's get into your voicemails. First up, we're going to go to Josh from PA. He wants to talk about the officiating in this game. All right, let's do it. Mr. Matt O'Leary, Josh from PA. Jet win, baby, let's go. All right. Um, however, we're not going to be Jets fans if we're not complaining about something, right? <laughs> okay. What is up with the ungodly amount of bias against this team? Dude, the refs, it felt like we're doing everything to give the game back to Miami. There was an uncalled hold on that uh, that that one play before the yep. two minute warning for the half. Carter um, was held. John Franklin Myers got through the lines. Concentration was hold, running straight for the freaking runner, and there was a Dolphins player just like bear hugging him from behind, like holding him back. Then the the uncalled helmet to helmet on Barrios on his touchdown, and like a couple uncalled pass interferences on the Dolphins. It's like insane. And then the broadcaster man. With his his whole oh was that a touchdown with with the run right before the half where he he was clearly out of bounds at the one and he was like oh no I think they should review it a second time get out of here nah dude oh no solid win Zach yeah. was good Brees was fantastic and how about Quinn Williams with that fumble recovery let's go Jets baby. Love it. Big stuff. Thank you so much for calling in. And the refs were frustrating in this game. There were some questionable uh, pass interference calls and then ones that they let go. Um, the, re- the the NFL officiant, it somehow seems to get worse every single year. I don't know how it does, but it feels like they continue to just get worse somehow. Pretty big breaking news but at the time that I'm recording this. Now, not to scare you too much because it's not... It's Jets related, but it's not like anything player related. It's about the broadcast. So they're on Fox this week. But the Jets are getting the Foxes A team. Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson on the call for Jets Packers on Fox. How about that? Gone are the days of the uh, the bottom rung, bottom of the barrel broadcasters. Getting the Jets with KB. I love Kevin Burkhart. Obviously, for his time with his coverage on the Mets, was on SNY, uh, was on WFAN back in the day. KB is a good guy. 
I'm rooting for him. I'm so happy to see all his success. Thank you, Josh, for calling in. Let's go to Ralph calling in from, where's he from? Long Island. Hey, like me. Ralph, what do you got for us this week, my friend? Matt O'Leary. Oh, yeah. Ralph from Long Island calling here. I got to say, man, you called it. Brees Hall breakout game today. Oh, my goodness. First running back since LaDainian Tomlinson to have 100 receiving yards in a game. How about that, huh? You called it. Uh, you must You must really know what you're talking about. Um, oh, stop. Sauce played amazing. Rookie showed out today. And the defensive line showed up. Let's pay Quinn and Williams, please. Thank you. Take all of our money now. Uh, love the show. Go Jets. Thank you so much for calling in. Um, and thank you for the love. I I do like that a lot. I, I think it's, I think it's cool. I, I think it's cool that you show me the appreciation because so many times people want they want to point out when you're wrong. <laughs> I definitely think Quinn Williams is going to get paid big money. He deserves it. Sauce Gardner, he's my rookie of the week. Hasn't been announced yet. There's the, today was the first day of voting. I'm pretty sure, but Brees Hall and Sauce Gardner are in it. But I would vote. I would vote for uh, for Brees. Uh, for Sauce over Brees. Sorry. I reversed it. Um, I, both are deserving. Uh, hopefully, Jeff fans don't split the vote and someone else wins, but I think Sauce Gardner is deserving. Let's go to Matt. Calling from where? Vermont? Okay. Yes, Matt from Vermont. Here we go. Matt O'Leary, this is Matt from up in Burlington, Vermont. What's up, um, man? I'm coming to you with two fun things, both about our wonderful wins of the last two weeks. Thing number one, I was at the win in Pittsburgh, like actually at the stadium. Nice. It was awesome. We got to score every touchdown in the end that I was in. I was eight rows up, which was a crazy experience. Weird thing that I noticed, first of all, Zach Wilson feels really, really small in person, but then he plays like a big, strong boy, and I love it. And he somehow goes from being 8 of 24 and making me think I'm going to hate myself to leading a crazy touchdown drive after a crazy touchdown drive. And I'm like, okay, maybe he's good. And then today, I'm back in Burlington, and I'm thinking, you know, we're probably going to lose. I I believe in Teddy Bridgewater. Like, I, I know he's not a starter, but, you know, at the end of the day, he's solid enough, and they have good enough weapons in Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. And then Sauce with... The excellent, excellent hit. Not that I want to see anyone get hurt, you know, not that I want to see Teddy be hurt because he's a good dude and I don't think he deserves getting, you know, his bell rung like that, but he's out and we got to play some dude named Skyler who I've never heard of. And again, part of this game, I was like, what's going on? Why do they keep running the ball so much? Why don't they let Zach throw it? Why are we only up 17 to 19 on a guy named Skyler who I've never heard of who played for some team in Kansas that, again, I've never heard of because I don't follow college football. And then they missed that field goal, and I swear to God, I was like, some part of me clicked. I was like, this is where the momentum shifts. And all Breeze Hall, you are the man. I love this guy. He runs it in, only gets one touchdown somehow. Pull one out for everyone who has him in fantasy because I'm sure they lost a lot of points. But <sighs> with me and two, dude, we won a game in the division. Sure, it was against another backup, but at least this one wasn't Matt Barkley, and at least this one actually mattered. 
are we are we second in the division? I I don't know how it all works, but are we second right now? Do we talk about the playoffs? Not really. I know we don't, but like we're three and two, baby. Look at it go. Jet up. J E T S. Let's go. All right. Take care, brother. Bye. Thank you. No, it's okay. You should be excited. Absolutely. You should be excited. The Jets haven't won, as you said, they haven't won a divisional game since 2019. They put up 40 on a divisional opponent. How many times have the Jets been on the wrong end of those things? And like I said in my video earlier this week with stop discrediting the Jets, if they lost to some of those backup quarterbacks, that's all we would have been here about. Oh, it's the same old Jets. They can't even beat. Then it would, oh, you can't even beat Skylar Thompson. So the narratives are all stupid anyway. Don't feed into them. Enjoy the win. It's all good stuff. It's all good stuff. Vinny from Peak Skills next. He wants to talk about the upcoming schedule. All right, let's do it. Hey, Matt, what is up? Before I begin, let's just run through the facts here. The New York Jets are 3-2 and two for the first time since 2017. Sure. They have won their first home game of the season. They have won their first divisional game since 2019. They have had five consecutive games where they forced a turnover, two con- two back-to-back games where they've had multiple turnovers, three consecutive games with a sack, and back-to-back games with multiple sacks. Oh, my God. This is exciting. I mean, and we just pummeled the Dolphins. Made it double tight in the third quarter, but then they just put them away in the fourth quarter. And this makes you feel confident right now. And... We can beat Green Bay. We can beat the Broncos if we play like this. We can beat the Patriots playing like this. We are going to have one hell of a year. That is all, and go Jets. Love the optimism. And I, I look, is there a path to victory in all three of these games? Yes. I don't think that's fair to put that expectation on them. I hope they do win those games, and I hope you're looking at the Jets being 6-2. and two, But... How about if they can win a couple of these games, two out of three, and look competitive in your loss? Maybe you don't go to Green Bay and win, but maybe you get in a shootout. Zach looks good. He throws for 300 yards, two touchdowns, uh, and they lose the uh, 34-30. Okay. And then you beat Denver on the road, and then you beat New England at home, and you're 5-3 and three going uh, uh, before you're hosting the Buffalo Bills before the bye week. That's good stuff. That's a lot of fun. And... We should all be excited about it. Vinny, I'm glad you brought that up. I love to hear the optimism from these calls. I am tired of answering the voicemails when everyone's upset. It happens. I get it. I will do it anytime because that's, you know, that's what it is. It's uh, we're talking about what's relevant. And right now fans are excited and I think you should be, and they deserve it. They really do deserve it. Brian from Virginia. He wants to talk about CJ Mosley. Okay, let's do it. Hey Matt, this is Brian calling from Virginia. Uh, how about those Jets? Uh, a couple things. I just watched the game. Uh, ended like half an hour ago. But um, Quinnen Williams putting Tyreek Hill in the dirt was the best part. Fantastic. Uh, and I could watch that over and over again. Uh, as, so, as long as we just don't turn over the ball, it looks like we are a good team. Brees Hall, just hand him the ball. Keep the clock running. Don't lose the ball. Seems like a solid plan. And lastly... I'm not sure what things are like with the restructured contract, but if Mosley can be let go next year, I would think we just let him go, uh, extend Quan to Alexander uh, as long as he continues to play like he's playing so far. Uh, 
and maybe draft a, a linebacker or something like that, but open up some money to pay Quinn Williams and possibly get a stronger safety or whatever it might be. But um, anyway, those are my thoughts. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed today's win. I'm glad I decided right. to sign up for uh, Sunday ticket. Let's go. Uh, but yeah, uh, go Jets and uh, have a good one. Yeah, that's good stuff. Love it. Um, CJ Mosley's, I thought been been okay this year. He's not good in coverage, but I like what he does against the run. Uh, Quan Alexander, when he's healthy and on the field, this is what he is. He's a very, very good player. Love what we've seen from him. His snap counts have gone up tremendously the last couple of weeks with Quincy Williams out. Um, he's a better player than Quincy Williams. Sorry. I know there's a lot of people who love Quincy, but Quan Alexander, if he continues to play like this and continues to stay healthy, I would try to keep him around. I agree. I think the Jets do need to get younger at the position. Uh, I think they need some more speed. Uh, so I wouldn't be opposed to drafting. And LaMarcus Joyner is not a long-term answer. Jordan Whitehead's fine at safety, but you need uh, a running mate there. So I agree. Those are two still the two positions that I'm probably the most worried about um, on that defensive side of the ball. But I, I, I agree with you. And I'm glad that you got Sunday ticket and were able to enjoy the game as uh as you should. All Jeff fans should be able to, to enjoy it. Let's do Richard calling in from Nevada. Let's do it. Wow. What a win. Richard from Nevada calling in once again. I don't have a lot of whole lot of time to record this, so I just got to say I am very happy. Uh, I know that there's a lot of things this team needed to improve, and in this game could have looked a lot better. I thought the offense could have looked a lot better, but hey, I am happy about a 14, sorry, 17 to 40 win regardless. We will get to all the other negative stuff later in the week. I got a few stats that I uh, wanted to pull out of my butt here. Um, the 14 points in 14 seconds. Wow. Of course, that was because of a defensive play, but still, uh, that's great. Um, the last time the Jets went 40 points, was 60-plus games ago. <laughs> um, obviously, 12 games, uh, losing streak in the division has been broken today. Thank God. Um, and, wow, I just got to say, Sauce getting his first safety before his first interception. <laughs> wow. Um, the other point I want to make, and I made this point before, and I know Buffalo Jet fan also made this point before uh, the kickoff. The fact of the matter is, if the Jets went into this game with their third string quarterback, second string quarterback, and we were all banged up and everything else, and let's say Elijah Moore, you know, God forbid, was injured or whatever, uh, going into this game, everybody in the league would be very flippant if a Jets, the Jets lost this game. They'd say, well, grow up. It's a grown-up league, and people get injured, blah, 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 blah. Now... It doesn't go both ways, does it? Oh, God forbid. Like, oh, well, we're down to our third street quarterback. <laughs> the only reason you beat us. Nope. The argument either goes both ways or it goes no ways. Um, you brought your best guys. We brought our best guys. That's it. Who won? We did. Miami, you can, uh, you can do a lot of things that I will keep very PG at this point. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Let's go, Jets. And going into against the Packers, we needed this momentum. If we're even going to think about going against A-Rod and his team. So, hey, Matt, love your show. Go, Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. 
Love it. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for checking in. Yeah, the Jets, uh, it, it's it's a tough matchup coming up this week against Green Bay. We'll, we'll get into it, I'm sure. But they they look good. And it, it's so hypocritical when it comes to I don't want to hear about your injuries, man. I don't care. How about this? Look at the Jets' offensive line. Elijah Farrah Tucker's played three positions in five games. Makai, the, the offensive line was supposed to be Fant, uh, Lincoln Tomlinson at left guard, McGovern at center, AVT right guard, and then right tackle was supposed to be uh, Makai Becton. Becton, hurt, done for the year. So they signed Dwayne Brown, going to play him at left tackle, and then move Fant over to right tackle. Fant gets hurt, has to go on IR. Dwayne Brown gets hurt, has to go on IR. Max Mitchell, who replaced Fant at right tackle, gets hurt, has to go on IR. Nate Herbig has to come in to replace AVT because AVT plays left tackle last week and then now right tackle this week once Dwayne Brown comes back. They've had a makeshift offensive line. And nobody says boo about it outside of Jet fans. It's not, oh, you know, those poor Jets, they're dealing with all those injuries or even the last few years. It's just, it's oh my god how embarrassing for this team that they lose there's no you never give any context it's just oh it's the Jets that's what they do but God forbid you know it, it, no one cried for us when Luke Falk was starting games no one cried for us when it was Bryce Petty starting games no one cried when it was the corpse of Joe Flacco or Josh Johnson or Mike White like I, I really don't want to hear it. it I don't want to hear it. And it's the NFL. Injuries happen. How about don't give up a 40 spot? Is Tua playing defense? Is Tua allowing 200 all-purpose yards to Brees Hall? How about te- is Teddy Bridgewater doing that? And for the record, a lot of Dolphins fan pages and content creators were talking up Skylar Thompson. And oh my God, this guy looked great in the preseason. I'd rather watch him than Teddy Two Gloves. How'd that go for you? Stupid. But for this upcoming game against the Green Bay Packers... The New York Jets are underdogs. They are currently seven-point underdogs on BUSR. I'm rocking the sweatshirt today from BUSR. You could sign up with my link at BUSR.com slash Matt to get in on the action. They are giving match deposit bonuses up to $1,000 and uh, 25 casino chips on top of that. Nice, easy. You get a little sign-up bonus. You get some casino chips. And you get to get get in on the action. That's where I place my action on the New York Jets. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gutsy enough to go Jets money line this week. But maybe that's something that we have to talk about. We're going to go to Jets chaos. Let's do it. Hello, Matt O'Leary. This is the real Jets chaos again. And I would like to tell you that I think that you should very much consider being very careful and wearing very warm clothes as the weather starts to change. I would not want you to catch cold, so take care of that and make sure that you don't get yourself sick. The other thing I would like to ask you is, do you think that Jeff Obrick is the answer at the defensive coordinator position? Does he really be the right choice for us? Because I don't trust this man. This man does not seem to understand how to use the players that belong to be on the field. Do you like him? Are you feeling comfortable? Do you think we have to give him more time and real chaos needs to calm down about it? And remember, always everybody remember, I am the real Jets chaos. 
<laughs> you know you made it as a content guy when you have parodies now. The real Jets chaos with uh, with his take. I, I don't know about Jeff Ulbrich. Uh, I will say that he, I liked his game plan with blitzing Sauce Gardner to start things off. They never blitzed their outside corners, and it caught them by surprise, and big play happened. Uh, they've been the defensive line's been better. I still think it's fair to criticize the rotation, and uh, we'll we'll see. But I'm not I'm not saying it's a pass uh, for him. I don't think I don't think that's necessarily fair to do. Uh, let's go to Dante, calling from Georgia. He wants to go and talk about the Jets' next three games and uh, games that they're they're winning right now. Hey, Matt. Dante from Georgia. What uh, up, dude? After the Jets absolutely grasped the Dolphins. That was great. Finally, a division win, which is huge. Um, and, you know, for all those people saying, oh, you, well, you need a third-string quarterback and their O-line wasn't healthy and their cornerback were out, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. You can, you can only play who you play. No one would have made those excuses for the Dolphins if we had Joe Flacco in or Dwayne Brown didn't come back, or Sauce was out. Like, it, it's only the excuse because, you know, we're the Jets. But also, the Jets, two, three years ago, lose that game anyway. We lost to, what, it, they were the 0-10 Bengals, the 0-8, 0-7 Dolphins. Uh, we lost to uh, the third-string, can't even think of his name, the third-string quarterback uh, for Denver. Uh, three years ago with Gates, like we lose, we lose those games as the Jets. So for us to go in there, and yeah, we held them to 17 points because the quarterback wasn't good, but the defense stepped up in the second half. They, I think, they had one really bad drive, and it was one right before halftime, uh, picking up the defense. But our offense to go out there and put 40 points up, awesome, absolutely awesome. I, I think. For some reason, I think the onside kick against the Cleveland Browns was a turning point for this team. Yeah, we went out and then kind of crapped the bat against Cincinnati the next week, but we went back to that game for the first time since 2013. And now we have Green Bay, who just lost to New York. Uh, and then we have, what, the, uh, the Broncos and the Patriots. We can go 2-1 and one in these next three games. We could probably go three and out, but I like how the expectation has changed. Of we should win these games, like last season or maybe two seasons ago. If we had this three-game stretch, we'd be like, okay, I'd be happy with one and two. You know, just get a win. But now it's like a minimum of two, two and one, three and out. The narrative is changing. Robert Sala in the locker room yesterday said, "Make this stuff normal." And as a fan watching. It seems normal. Like I'm, I'm excited for this team now. Three and two, five games into the season, all these people counting us out before the season started. We got we got Reeves and Cardi back between DJ Reed and Saul Starter. We got some, there. we got some lockdown people in the secondary. And Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson's command. He puts his body on the line, running into that rushing touchdown. Doesn't make really any mistakes. I mean. Really, really showing his development. I'm really, really liking this. Go Jets. I, 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 it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And you're right. This next 
stretch is such a huge test for this team because you're going to know if it's really if it really is the same old Jets, then they they probably drop these three games and you go, oh, man, that was fun for a hot second. And now you're three and five and going up against the Buffalo Bills looks like probably on your way to three and six into the bye week. That's depressing. But if Robert Sala is very serious about changing this culture and if this young team is very serious about proving that they're different, take two out of three against teams that probably uh, Packers are going to still walk to that division. Vikings are uh, Vikings stink. They're no good. The Bears and Lions stink. The, the Packers will win that division. Are they a real contender or not? I don't know. They, they don't look great right now. But Denver is atrocious. They've been awful offensively. And the you got to be able to compete with a, a team in your division like the Patriots at home. I'm not saying sweep the Patriots. It would be nice. A lot of people are saying that that's, of course, that's the expectation. The Patriots are by far the worst team in the division. Patriots have taken a step back, but you still have to give your credit to Bill Belichick. He's the best defensive coach of all time, and that defense is playing really well. And, you know, again, I think I'll say it one more time because people are still going to be mad about me at me in the comments. I, you should split with New England. You should beat them at home. Uh, I, It's time. Start winning those games in the division. Constantine from Florida is up next. He wants to talk about the Stephen A. Smith hate. Okay. Hey, Matt, this is Constantine from Florida. First and foremost, I want to congratulate you on everything you've done for the Jets. Oh, thank you, man. I think your podcast is really good. I enjoy talking on it every week. Yeah. And on that note, how about Sauce Gardner starting off the game, knocking out the quarterback, getting us a safety? What do you say to that? Also, Brees Hall running the ball like we expected him to. This team is starting to come together. We're starting to look like a team that could possibly, maybe, even make the playoffs this year. There's not too many teams out there that are better than us, so why not us? And one last thing. Stephen A. Smith has got a big mouth. Stephen A. Smith has got a problem with Jets and Jets fans. So what I say is, as an entire Jets nation, boycott Stephen A. Smith. Do you agree with me? Boycott Stephen A. Smith. I think he's a loudmouth jerk. And one very last thing. We talked about this last week, about the gang green situation. Okay. How about just plain old team green? Because that's how we're playing. We're playing like a bunch of ordinary guys, but we're starting to become something special. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Let's go. Woo. Love it. Thank you so much for the energy there, Constantine. Uh, he did give the Jets some credit. I think it was today, maybe. It might have been after you called in, but I don't listen to those kinds of shows. Uh, so... Barking up the wrong tree uh, here, but I will spread that message. I think there are better alternatives out there than the national media pundits that uh, to get your content from. That's part of the reason why I started this channel was because I think there are people who watch this team week in and week out that have better opinions on it than people who don't and are just, you know, sports figure talking heads. 
He doesn't watch regularly. He can't comment. He's just going to give his hot take, and that's it. And he's very good at that. He's a polarizing figure. I'll give him credit. Him and uh, Cowherd and 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 Greeny and you know all those guys. That's that's their job, and that's what they do. And and people love it. Obviously, a lot of people watch, and that's they get good ratings. So um, it's not for me personally, but. Um, and obviously it's, I get why you're upset about it and why fans are upset about it. So my advice would be find alternative content, like individual, uh, creators like myself, green bean, Ryan, Richie from jets media, Jake Asman. Uh, you know, there's so many different pod. I turn on the jets, bad land, like go down the line. There are so many avenues for, in order to get, uh, jets content from so many. We're going to go out to John from Tennessee is up next. Oh, no, I'm sorry. We're going to get to John, but we're going to do Will from Dallas. And then we're going to go to John after that. All right, let's do Will from Dallas. Hey, Matt. Will calling from Dallas. Uh, I just finished watching that video that you posted about stop discrediting the Jets. Um, I'm not saying you're wrong at all because – we don't have the same media outlets and everything. And um, I'm, I'm in Dallas, so uh, we don't get a ton of Jets coverage here. But everything I've seen has been extremely positive. I just watched Good Morning Football. They were talking about the Jets and how it shouldn't matter who was the starting quarterback. They hung up 40 on the Dolphins. And uh, then I watched Greeny, who, granted, is a Jets fan. He's a Jets fan, I'm yeah. not a huge Greeny guy. Uh, but... He was saying that he doesn't care who it is. The Jets are never on the right side of this. So everything I've seen has been positive towards the Jets. Uh, it's I'm just happy to be a Jets fan right now. It's been a long time since I've been happy to be a Jets fan. I can't remember the last time I can say that I was expecting us to go into Lambeau, into Denver at the mile high, you know, and win those games. I, I fully expect us to win those games at this point, and I can't remember the last time I, I felt like that. I, I think that um, Robert Sala, he's taking a lot of heat from you, from everyone. Maybe sure. I'm a Sala apologist, but I, I feel like the guys want to play for him. And that's, he does. That's it... over scheme and stuff. Uh, not over scheme, despite scheme and stuff. Uh, that that's just a really important quality to have. Um, Ulbrich, I'm not a big fan of Ulbrich. I wish Sala would take over the play calling, and and we'd seen even better Jets defense. But um, I just I'm I'm happy to be a Jets fan right now. I can't remember the last time I said that. So I mean maybe other people feel differently, but that's how I'm feeling today. Uh, do you think we go into Lambeau and get a win? I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility unless the Giants are just actually that good. I don't think that the Giants are, you know, this great team. Uh, the Bears obviously aren't a great team. They beat the Packers. I, I fully expect to to be able to win this game. So, yeah, let me know your thoughts on uh, on everything going on. And as always, go Jets. Oh, before I forget. Yes. Um, I can't believe I haven't said this before. Congrats on going full-time. Oh, thank you. Uh, I think it's awesome, and I'm I'm loving how much content's coming out. It's it's awesome. So congratulations, and as always, go Jets. 
Thank you, man. That really means a lot. I've gotten a lot of really nice messages, and I, I really do appreciate it. It's uh, it's a big step for me, and I'm putting out more stuff, and you guys being able to watch it and uh, take it in, and the positive uh, reception to it's really, really awesome. So it's, thank you. It means a lot. And um, yeah, you know, I guess it depends on where you look. Um, I, I've There's been just a lot of Dolphins fans uh, running their mouth online. Uh, I've seen it with, like, here in New York, Anita Marks on ESPN, who uh, she had some stuff out. Um, there was another I in the video. I included the um, the tweet too from someone. I believe they cover the Houston Texans even. Um, but uh, P PFF is talking about putting Zach Wilson down. Um, well, some of them. I, I forget which guy it is. It's all the handles are PFF and then whatever PFF. Mike or, or George, I'm so, I, I don't follow them, so I don't remember which one it is, but I have saw it come across my page. Uh, and I guess it depends on where, where you look. But I, a shout out to, I think Good Morning Football is my favorite talking head show because I think they do it right. I think they're all very, very um, educated and knowledgeable about all the teams. And um, I hold more value and put more stock into uh, what the, what they say and what their opinions are on the Jets. Let's do John from Tennessee now. Thank you, Will, for calling in. Let's go out to John. Hey, Matt. John out of Tennessee. Thanks for the content, as always. You're welcome. A lot of things I'm curious about this week, a lot of things I'm happy about. Not every problem has been solved with this team, but a lot of positives going forward. Really sure. happy to see our safety play has greatly improved over the last couple of weeks. Um, I do think that some Jets fans are getting concerned about uh, how we've defended the run that week, but I think they don't realize that we played three safeties a lot of that game to try and limit Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle killing us. And so next week, I think it's going to be more heavy on the linebackers, trying to make sure that we're stopping the run because Green Bay just doesn't have a good passing offense this year. Um, I think Zach Wilson's progress has been good. I don't think it's been perfect, but, I mean, he's definitely taking steps forward that I think we can all see. He's limiting the mistakes. He's been really good about going through his reads, like on that play to Brees Hall. That was his last read of that uh, play. So really happy to see that. Hell, if we have fourth quarter Zach, playing for us just are a playoff team this year if it's the rest of it is more of this common i still think it's a step forward for the year uh love this jets rookie class can't say that enough and then also really happy to say that i don't think our offensive line is going to be much of an issue anymore we looked really good last week we're about to get max mitchell and uh george fant both back and then we're going to have depth you know we've got depth at the guards we'll have depth at the tackles this is really looking like a good team going forward. I'm not saying we're world beaters, but no, I mean, yet. outside the Bill game, what game can't we have hope that we can absolutely contend? And even in those games, I'm not going to give up hope. But really happy with how this team is improving and uh, curious how you feel about it going forward. All right, Matt. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, and and that thank you so much for for calling in. the the one thing The one thing that you said that really jumps out to me that I want to talk about here is the games where it's like, oh my God, they have no chance. And I'm not saying they're going to go, the Jets are going to win out. That's outside of the the Buffalo games, right? And go, uh, I don't know, what, 13 and four or something crazy. But this game against the Packers, am I going to pick them to win? 
Probably not, but I think they keep it close. I think it'll be a fun back and forth game, and maybe they do pull up an upset. It's not, it wouldn't be a crazy thing. Denver, as we said earlier, is a game you should win. New England at home is a game you should win. Buffalo, they're the best team in football, in my opinion. I don't think you're beating Buffalo by week and week 10. After that, week 11 is on the road against the Patriots. I think that's going to be a tough game, but is that one where you go, oh my God, they have no shot? No. Chicago at home that you should wax. On the road at Minnesota, tough matchup, impossible to win. No. At Buffalo, very tough game. Detroit at home, you should be able to beat Detroit at home. You should be able to beat Jacksonville at home. You should be able to beat the Seahawks on the road. I know it's on the road, but should be able to beat them. And then you already beat Miami, and that's who you have to close out the year in Week 18. So, no, there aren't any really any games. Outside of the two Buffalo ones, I, I don't think the Jets are going to win. My hope is that they keep those games close, and it's you're not looking at like what it was last week. What was it? Four, they won like what, like 40 to six? What was that game, the sco- final score against Pittsburgh? Steelers score 30, hang on, 38 3. Hopefully, it's not a game like that. If it's 20 or 30 to 27, okay, yeah, sign me up. That means it's a back and forth game, and you hung with arguably the best team in football. So I would sign up for that. We're going to close out with old buddy Travis from Ohio. What do you got, man? Hey, Matt. What's up? bitches. (laughs) Keep them coming, right? Travis from Ohio. Hey, uh, I don't think our offensive line, since we got Dwayne Brown back, is getting the love with all the reactions. Um, Mm. They look completely different with him in there. And AVT was serviceable last week. I know he didn't have any pressures, but I saw a couple. I was at that game, and I saw some people get around him. He did good. Don't get me wrong. I know he's playing out of position. Yeah, yeah. But, hell, he was awesome at right tackle. And just having Dwayne Brown shoving people around, I saw him get into it with a couple people. That opened up the run game. Zach didn't look like he was running for his life. Had time. Routes got set up by the receivers. The running game, we actually have one now because there's a line. It opened up everything. Kept the defense off the field. He played phenomenal. I mean, Sauce getting that sack and shutting down Machida and Waddle both. I mean, that's what we need more of. And I know our linebackers, Quan's been good. Yes. Mosley cannot cover. No. And... No, he, can't. he missed some tackles, and that's his forte. But D-line was getting pressure. Good one, man. We need more of these. Yeah. Keep it up. Hey, and uh, congrats on doing this for uh, a living now, going full-time. Thank so, you. Keep it up, man. You're knocking it out of the park. Go Jets. Bye. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for the kind words, Travis. Um and I agree, the offensive line. And how about some love for AVT? Going through three different positions already this year, right guard, right tackle, left tackle. Dwayne Brown came back. I thought he was good. Max Mitchell, when he played, I thought he was good this year. Lincoln Tomlinson, I think, will come along and be fine. Nate Herbig has come in and been good. I take that as a major, major plus. Good stuff. 
And what a show. That'll close it out for Just Jets episode 138. Make sure to subscribe wherever it is that you get the show. Uh, Or if you are, well, yeah, I mean, you could still subscribe on YouTube. Uh, Leave a rating and a review or a comment. Also, as a reminder, the Jet Report is Monday through Thursday at 2 p.m. We go live, do a topic of the day, answer questions. uh, And that is also available in audio form. So if you want to sign up or uh, subscribe to that on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast, you can do that as well and get yourself a daily or just about daily, four times a week, Monday through Thursday, uh, an afternoon feed. Usually go for a half hour, 45 minutes, something like that uh, on a topic of the day and answer questions. So thank you so much for tuning in. I am Matt O'Leary and I'll catch you next time.